Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, hey, today we are here with Jennifer Clages, and we are excited because she is visiting with us from Chandler, Arizona. Jennifer, hi, how are you? Good morning, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We are excited to be able to have you here on the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Whenever, whenever people talk about women who have really made a difference in the insurance space, your name always comes up, and I love the opportunity to be able to talk to you. Could you tell me a little bit about your agency and a little bit about your, your background in insurance and maybe how you got started a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So my agency is in Chandler, Arizona. I am an independent broker, mostly focused on personal lines. Um, I started in the insurance industry when I was 18 years old, right out of high school. I got wow. my first job at Allstate Insurance, answering the phones, taking walk-in cash payments. <laughs> <laughs> you started really from the ground up then, huh? Yeah, in the early 90s, that was a thing. You know, you wanted a storefront in a retail center yep. with you know, the big sign above and cash payments and walk-ins were a big part of what we did. Um, so yeah, I've been in the industry. This is my 28th year. Wow. Yeah. Does it just make me feel old when you say stuff like that? I mean, I just sit back and I think, you know, whenever I use numbers like that, either for whatever, like how old my kids are, how long I've been in business or whatever, I just sit back and I go, I'm really not that old, am I? <laughs> You know, it is, it's crazy. I think it's because it's, it's spanned my entire career thus far. Absolutely. I'm in insurance. I'm in my mid forties. So I still plan on working another, I want to work another 20 years. I absolutely love what we do and still have yeah. a lot of energy for it every day. It's still super interesting to me and I love the people. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's how I got my start. That is fabulous. And it's, it's a good testament to you that after so many years that you're still just so excited to be able to go to work and be a part of the community. So tell me a little bit about, I know that you and I actually met through IAOA. So tell the listeners a little bit about IAOA and your role in IAOA. Cause I think it's, I think it's really, really cool what you're doing there and kind of the impact that you're having on the independent insurance agency channels specifically through that, that avenue. Yeah, I um, started my independent agency in 2012. That's, uh, that's when I left Allstate and went independent. And at that time, it was a very lonely space. I mean, there, when you leave the support of active model, you're leaving behind uh, not only the camaraderie, but everything that they have prepackaged for you. Yeah. You have to create everything from your agency branding to your technology solutions to your hiring training platforms you literally have to create all of this from scratch on top of being an insurance agent yep. and selling you know selling policies to uh, pay your bills so um when dave start dave jackson um who is in gilbert only about 10 his office is about 10 miles away from mine oh wow um, yeah, we're very, very close um, in, uh, and, and there's a, a lot of IAOA agents that are 
in our area. What's funny is we don't run into each other's clients like ever, which is good. Yeah. Everybody must be doing a really great job of uh, servicing <laughs> their, their clients. So that's right. what I like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when Dave started IAOA in 2014, I was the, I think I was the fifth, the fifth member and we're now over, yeah, we're now over 6,200 um, nationwide members, all independent agency owners, all, you know, all independent. So it's been such, oh, such a resource, not just from a technical perspective and an operations perspective, but, you know, from a, from a relationship, you know, yeah. uh, all of, almost all of my, I mean, I still have a lot of all state friends, but all of my independent agency friends are from Iowa. So it's been, it's been like, it's been a family. It really has been. I know so many people um, just on a real friendship level now, which is super cool. And we're all, we're all in it together. So. Yeah. I think just the community of the independent agency channel in that group is so good because, you know, I go to other independent agency events and I just don't feel that people are as helpful and supportive and um, friendly and just like, you know, they just give you the shirt off their back. I mean, somebody asked me one time, they were like, well, how much do you pay for that? I go, it's, it's all just, you know, free. It's all just there. It's all just agents helping agents. And, and I think that's such a great benefit. And I think that it really goes to a testament to the character of the people in the group as well, including yourself that really have stepped on out to be able to be mentors and, um, <clears throat> guides to other people who might be just in different positions or, you know, needing advice on anything. I know that when I found the IAOA group, um, I was, I ended up going to the library on a Saturday to just kind of explore and take Cause I saw the files tab and I was like, Oh, that's a lot of stuff. So I'll, I'll go to the library one day cause I love the library. And I remember finding that tab and just like crying. I mean, it was just, cause it was just so many resources, you know, it was so overwhelming and yet so relieving all at the same time that somebody had been there before me. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's, that's the crux of it. And, and everyone there is just so absolutely willing to give of their knowledge and their experience, you know, every question that could be, asked about how to run your independent insurance agency has been asked by someone before, you know, that was out on their island figuring it. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a great community. Super. It cool. is. It is completely. So, so one of the terms that gets batted around a lot is what is your, your superpower, your strength? What is your, your, your awesome space that you feel like you truly connect in? So being an insurance agency owner and having these years of insurance experience and being able to get into that, tell me a little bit about your, your superpower and how you feel like you have been able to bring a unique flavor in your own way to your agency and, or maybe to the community or to, you know, your team or your clients or, or whoever that you feel like that, that really benefits the best. But what is your insurance superpower? I think at this level of experience, you're just going to have, if you, if you've been doing your job, you're going to have a built-in level of competency, which allows you to kind of really drill in. And I continue to drill in. I drill in like, I feel like I'm drilling in all the time <laughs> and getting more and more hyper-focused on 
the client that I really want to create that relationship with. So that has been the key to my success in my independent journey has just been able to really connect with that, that perfect client that I really want to, um, to work with. So and how do you really reach out to that perfect client? So what do you do to connect with them in that way? Well, in the very beginning, when I opened my agency seven years ago, it was deflecting the wrong client. <laughs> a lot That's of that. A lot of it, right? Yeah. And, and then really cultivating an authentic relationship with the right client. So my clients, I, at, at my age, I don't filter myself anymore. I'm very like genuine, authentic. There are no walls up. It's like you get what you get. I yep. don't know. <laughs> this is it. So, got nothing else. So the clients that I connect with and that I did a good job connecting with that first three years when you're really building your are are truly like my friends. You know, at, when I get off the phone with somebody or at the end of our uh, the process of bringing them on as a client, um, I really f I feel like they feel about me and I feel about them that we've made enough connectivity at that point that, you know, we're Facebook friends. They could come over to my house for a barbecue and some beer. Um, you know, they know at that point, they know a lot about my history. I know a lot about their history. Mm -hmm. Just about building that rapport, connecting with their family, connecting with being able to uh, anticipate their needs in the community, offer solutions for them, connect them to the right resources. I do a lot of that. So, so yeah, that really helped build, you know, the, the baseline book. And then, you know, three, four years in that just explodes. If you're being very intentional about the clients you want to write, they will then become your little team of, of referral champions. And that's really what happened. It just totally exploded in year three and four. Just, it was almost like uh, about a 200 to 300% increase in prospects wow. that just came from that that singular source. So I, at this, at this point, I really don't want to waste a minute on anything that doesn't bring me closer to my goals. Yeah. Or doesn't make me a better person or doesn't increase my capacity as a leader or doesn't help my operations of my company. I don't want to waste a minute on anything that detracts from that. So right. I want to put all of my energies into into building the future of my company, my agency, my personal growth. I'm very, very focused on that. Did I get off topic? <laughs> no, not at all. No, I think it's, I totally agree with you because I think that everybody really wants to work with people that are their people that are really authentic, that they really connect with. And until we really know ourselves as well, we can't be that authentic. I mean, we really can't. And yeah. cause you, you know, you can't, Otherwise, you're just always trying to be something to be able to prove to somebody else that you are who they want you to be. And there's just such a level of just fakeness in that that you just don't really want to be able to um, connect with those people because you never know who they're really going to be. So I found that the more I can be real, like you said, share who I am, share what I'm doing, be almost no filter. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go crass or anything, but go, you know, 
go to the reality of life. You know, I, I, I found that if I share some of the things that, um, that, you know, insurance situations maybe, or life situations with kids or whatever with my clients, they really connect a whole lot better. They really bond and then asking them specific questions about themselves. And I know you said that you've been in um, Chandler for a long time and you really know the community and, all of that, such such value there for, for your clients and being able to connect because you're there to protect them. And, and that's part of that connection piece. Right. Yeah. My dad is a native of the, of the community. And so I'm a second gen native. We're growing here like crazy. I mean, when I was a kid, it was like a town of 2000 people. Oh, wow. You have two neighboring communities, Chandler and Gilbert, that are both about 250,000 each. So we're, yeah, we're a suburb of Phoenix, um, but we've got about half a million people here. And, you know, today we have a lot of relocation opportunity and a lot of really great tech companies moving here from California. So, yeah, to be a community resource, if you're in a community where this is going on, be that community resource, you know, participate Mm -hmm. in neighborhood Facebook groups where people are asking the questions that are relocating to your area. Um, That's one of the ways to kind of, you know, really connect and be a a valuable resource to your, to your neighborhoods. So how do you, how do you kind of connect on those neighborhood resource uh, Facebook pages? Cause I know I've heard a couple people talk about different types of opportunities in that direction, but um, you don't, you don't necessarily host these pages. You just kind of, you mainly participate, get out there, get to know each other, make um, good recommendations for things maybe. And how does that, how does that benefit you and your agency? Yeah, um, the two neighborhood community Facebook groups that I'm really active in are about 30,000 members and the the second group is about 50,000 members. So they're very, very large community groups. And people ask questions looking for, uh, you know, referrals for contractors, referrals for service-oriented businesses like insurance. <laughs> and my clients just, they pump me like crazy in these groups. It's just absolutely fantastic. They'll, they'll go out and say, you know, if you're looking for an independent insurance broker, they literally will say this. If you're looking for an independent insurance broker, contact Jennifer at My Choice Insurance. They'll tag <laughs> oh my company. I know this is this is so amazing. They will tag my company and it's just grassroots referrals, you know. It's not me. It's not me pumping my agency and my um, you know, what we offer here. It's literally my clients that go out and it will just be tag after tag after tag and then in a thread. And it's just that, you know, the thing about Facebook groups is that they're searchable. So if someone is uh, a member and they want to look for a mortgage broker, they can literally go to the search search feature and type in mortgage. They can go to the search feature in that group and type in insurance and guess whose name pops up over and over and over again. Literally hundreds. Gosh, I don't even know. Might be a thousand posts at this this, um, point where where my clients are referring my agency. So, so are you, are you a part of those groups as your agency or as your personal profile? My personal profile, which I think is super important. And I haven't changed my profile picture in forever. I know it's, <laughs> like, but, 
that profile picture, I can't change it. I'm totally stuck because people know my face with yeah. that profile picture. So, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So and I've heard other people talk about community pages before, and I think that's just a really great way to be able to make sure that you do connect, connect with people locally and really get the opportunity. Like you said, it's that social proof, too, of other people recommending you and saying, hey, call Jennifer. Jennifer's awesome. And that, I think that prob probably gets you a better quality of referral as well, because, you know, those are strong quality people referring you and, you know, people in your community directly like on those pages do you find that that's a better quality referral as well for you yes and you know within the two groups there is one particular group that's even better quality and that's a that's a community group that is um, in an area where we have a little more affluent households okay educated households, and really meets more to um, our target market at my agency is the mass affluent household. Okay. So that that is our target market. And so this one particular group really has, you know, has that dialed in. That that is the demographic that participates in that Group. So, so as far as like a neighborhood group, are you talking about like, um, like your, like your city? And I guess it could be really anything. I guess it's kind of an open-ended question, but is it really like your city? Is it more like, um, like I live like in the Jackson Hills, um, you know, extension to, you know, neighborhood. Is it something as small as just saying like, you know, Jackson Hills has three different phases. So therefore it's the Jackson Hills, uh, community, like your, your neighborhood type thing, or is it more like your city that you live in? Or is it more like, um, like I live in Dallas, so we have what we call the, 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 the North Dallas or the DFW. I mean, how, how small or how large would you really recommend maybe to other insurance agents that are looking to be able to maybe connect in those directions um, to really, how, you know, how would you really ask them to say for connectivity and um, effectiveness to really be able to target that space? Would it be as small as a neighborhood or, or larger? How, how do you find, because you're talking about affluent neighborhoods, do they have like specific like neighborhood Facebook pages that are only for specific neighborhoods? And if you don't live in that neighborhood, can you have access to those? Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, Virtual Intel.
Cast Satisfied. There are definitely those pages out there. So my parents live in a community um, that has, it's about four or five square miles of track homes, brand new track homes with little white picket fences. And there is a community group for that specific uh, community. And if you don't live in there, you don't get in. So okay. I would say that if you're in a community like that, get in that group and become the insurance broker for that group where, you know, all it takes is a few of your clients in that group to, you know, to really um, kind of perpetuate that funnel for you. Um, the two groups that I'm involved in, one is an area of my, my city that is more okay. affluent. There's a very large Intel plant there. And so a lot of the, um, a lot of the community members work at Intel or work at other tech companies in that area. So they have, you know, higher incomes, they drive Teslas, they, you know, the college educated households. Um, that group is different than the other group that I'm involved in, which is a larger whole citywide group. Okay. That, that gets just, you know, everyone in the communities. So I, I'm just involved in those two groups. I would say one thing, one thing that is important is to not spread yourself too thin. Being able to just uh, really engage is important. To authentically engage in your community group is important because people right. see you. I ask questions. I answer questions that have nothing to do with insurance or all right. comment on things. You know, being involved in only two groups. In only two groups, I have the time and energy to do that. If I were in, I wouldn't be able to, you know, really engage on a meaningful level. So right. Right. No, that's awesome. I think that's really good news, really good uh, wisdom for other people who are looking to be able to really, really get down into that nitty gritty of their community. Now, as far as being an independent, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, as far as being an independent insurance agency and being a woman in the insurance industry, there aren't a whole lot of women out there. Now, I, I've really seen in the last few years a, a, a lot more women kind of stepping up, but even in leadership positions, getting out there and really being leaders in our community, I'm, I'm, we're seeing more and more of that. And that's really what we want to be able to. Um, encourage and report within our podcast community and I'm really excited about that so within your agency within maybe your life within whatever the scope of that is what would you say your biggest accomplishment is as far as what you've been able to achieve and um, maybe push some boundaries on but what would you say is your is your largest accomplishment uh, my relationship with my children that's awesome and that required me to make on where I wanted to really focus my energy. Um, when I opened my insurance agency in 2012, I was off of, right off course, and my girls were younger. They were eight and nine. And I was also in a um, difficult, challenging 
uh, situation career-wise. Um, I had a, an agreement with an agency owner where I was to take over the agency a couple years into our process together, and that kind of all blew up 18 months in. Like, it, it hit me like a truck. Mm. And I had to make some big decisions very quickly. Um, I had just purchased a house. I had these two little kids. Um, you know, I was on my own and I had to make a decision. And the decision was to, to take a leap of faith and go out on, on my own and start my independent agency with no revenue, no clients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, you know, I knew I could do it. Um, one of the, the most important things to me at the time was to make sure that I didn't lose my relationship with my children in having, in having to do that. I had to make a lot of hard decisions. There were definitely times where um, my girls needed me and, and you know, kids at that age, especially really active kids, like my kids are, they're athletes, they're performers, they're, they're high academic achievers, they're in student government, you know, they're in like everything. And so I put like 65,000 miles on my car in a year and a half. Wow. To everything that they did. Yeah. Um, so I, I chose absolutely to, you know, choose my, choose being with my kids. Um, and now they're 18 years old and they're off and 18 year olds at college playing tennis. And my 18 year old is getting ready to graduate from high school. And I don't look back and regret a single car insurance policy or client that I may have missed at 4.30 in the afternoon because I was watching a tennis match, you know? I, I look back and I'm just super grateful for, you know, the relationship that I have with my kids. It actually makes my, makes my career today easier, you know? It makes, yeah. it, it makes it better that I'm, I'm going into a different phase of my journey with my kids, you know, both being gone here soon. So now to be able to really, you know, focus on work, work, work more. And I'm super fired up about that. But last 10 years or the last nine years that I chose them over, you know, that four in the afternoon phone call or whatever it was. I still work, work late into the evening. Sometimes I would get up super early. I'm a very responsible uh, insurance agent. And... <laughs> You know, I'm kind of a, a low risk kind of person. I, I right. do what I'm to do, I'm disciplined. Um, but there's there's time in the day to to get your work done and and still make sure that you're not, you know, saying no to your kids. So my yeah. rule my rule was that I just said yes to them. You know, if there was an opportunity to spend time with them, an opportunity to take them to practice or you know, participate in something for them. And I just always said yes. It right. For me to just, to just do that. And focus Absolutely. on it. And that's super important. I mean, it's, it's really in raising, raising children, I think in a business, it changes them as well. It gives them a different perspective. I think it makes them really, really hard workers in general. Um, they, they're very um, driven. My kids grew up we had these huge desks. When I started my agency, my daughter was three and my son was nine. And um, 
we had these huge desks and we had underneath my desk, there are all sorts of pillows and iPads and, you know, all this stuff. And they would curl up underneath my feet while I was working and watch their TV shows or their movies on Netflix or, you know, whatever. And it was really funny. And we would you know, have Jimmy John's delivered or, you know, whatever. And it was, it was fun. It was awesome. And then we'd all pack up and go to the park for lunch and, you know, spend time outside and play and, and everything. We go back to the office and, you know, they went to, you know, not really meetings with me, but they went to different events with me and, and um, they really have grown up in a way that I think that they have such a great presence when people meet them that they, they really make a great first impression. I mean, because we talked about this is how you meet people. This is how you shake a hand. This is how you, because we had to be very, very intentional on that because it was our life. And I agree with you, being a, a single mom raising my kids, my kids remember going to bed. And as soon as I put them to bed, my fingers on the, on the keyboard, they can hear the of the keyboard, you know, and it, it changes their, their upbringing and it gives them a different perspective, but you intentionally had to make them a priority. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and it was important for me to show them as women that they can do whatever it is they choose to do. Yep. You know, we, we talk about balance a lot and I don't know that that's really fair to put that expectations. It's really more of being able to choose your season and mm -hmm. um, being able to choose what you want to focus on and what works for you and your family. It will all work out. <laughs> it yep. will all work out without having to do it all, all the time at once. At know? every moment. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are definitely times when you, you want to choose your kids. And there are definitely times when you want to choose your relationship. And then there are definitely times when you want to choose work. And you just dive into that head, head first, you know, all in. Um, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. I don't think anybody has ever accomplished everything all at the same time, ever. You know, it's always been, you know, they always say people who are a success don't become a success overnight. They, there's a lot of work behind that, you know, and um, sometimes we just have to take that with the seasons of, of when we have to be able to accomplish different things. Right. And, you know, it's, I, I'm finding that it's more enjoyable to do it that way. Mm. I'm less stressed, you know, I'm more able to be in the moment of enjoying my work accomplishment or right. be in the moment of enjoying my children and watching them achieve. So yeah, I think being able to deflect the distractions and, and choose, I mean, that's the ultimate control, right? To being able to, um, to choose what you're going to focus on. And that's, what's awesome about being an entrepreneur. I think that, you know, for, for women having the opportunity um, in financial services or mortgage or real estate or insurance, um, you know, doing something where you're licensed and you're working for yourself, man, it's, it's awesome for a mom. So, yeah. You know, so great. So and great. I think that is the, the joy of the entrepreneurial journey is to be able to choose where you want to go. And I, and I love how you put that, the ability to be able to deflect. I think of like a, like a, 
uh, what is it, Wonder Woman, whatever, with the with the with the bangles around her bracelets, you know, and everything. It's just boom, 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 but all these things just kind of coming at her, you know, and um, being able to choose choose what you choose to to dwell on and choose what you don't choose to dwell on, and what do you just say today's not my day with that, you know, maybe tomorrow will be and. You know, it's a life of, of multiple years and multiple multiple parts of the journey and the awesomeness that comes with the fact that part of, we, you know, we go to be an entrepreneur to have choice, right? To have, can have the ability to run our business the way we want to run it. But we sometimes let that overwhelm our life and we have to realize it also allows us the opportunity to live our life the way we want to live our lives as well. As, as women, as moms, as business owners, not only do we get to choose, like you said, your perfect client but you also get to choose your perfect life. And that's so important that I think entrepreneurs get so focused on building that business that they forget that they can also build their life how they choose as well. That's really powerful and it's really free to be able to control that for yourself. Absolutely. Mm. And, you're, and of course things happen. I'm not talking about, you know, the health issue that might creep up or some kind of financial crisis that occurs. I'm not, you know, but, but from a day-to-day perspective and for the most part, you, you can absolutely control, you can control what's happening, you know, in your life. And, um, I've, I've kind of become a deflection ninja. (laughs) I, I like to imagine, you know, being able to just like karate chop and, you know, deflects um, anything that's, you know, coming my way that doesn't really support what's right in front of me. Right. Absolutely. So what would you say is your biggest tool or resource that has helped you to be able to get where you are today? As far as, you know, um, I don't know, is it a book? Is it a group? Is it a course that you took? Is it, you know, what is it that for you has been your biggest tool to your success? Um, from an agency owner perspective, it's definitely been IAOA. That group has absolutely been, you know, my support system in this journey. Um, and then also, why are you familiar with Wise um, Women in Insurance Seeking and It's Danielle Smeeks uh, and Heather McDougal. Do you know Danielle? I do not, but I have been actually Facebook messaging with her a little bit. And I know that like she's on vacation right now with her kids and we were messaging actually last week about the podcast and she's like, okay, let's, let's regroup after my vacation. So I I plan on getting to know her a whole lot better, but at this point I can say, I don't know her very well. So she started wise a few years ago as a support for women in insurance and that group is just awesome. I've been on retreat with her. She's become a really good friend of mine. Man, that she's a powerhouse. She's absolutely, she blows my mind. She is one to watch, one to watch for sure. That's awesome. Big strides for women in our industry. So massive props to her. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, well, I definitely uh, plan to get to know her a little bit better here in the next few weeks. So I'm excited about that. So the Wise Group and the IAOA, and that's that's and that's really, you know, like you said, it's it's. They always say to surround yourself by the top five people that um, that uh, you want to be like, right? So we need to surround ourselves by strong, powerful women, or and people just in general, but especially women who are achieving what it is that we want. That 
that ability to choose where and how and how we're going to build our agency and have all those discussions and um, be able to really step forward in that confidence because we can be a part of that elite group of people that are able to be out there making a difference in our community and in our industry. And I think that's fabulous. Those people, the, they will not allow you not to level up. <laughs> That's true. They'll come after you and say, hold on, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, it's magnetic. You can mm -hmm. feel the pull to become more, to become better. You know, you can absolutely feel that when you are around the right people. So I love absolutely. that. Absolutely. So now I have a favorite word, and, and I know that I talk about this all the time, but it's shakabuku. And that is a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever. And that is actually according to um, uh, Urban Dictionary. So, you know, it's official. But um, anyway, but um, I love that word. And I think that in every person's life that we have moments where it just, it, you know, Oprah calls her it her aha moment, right? <clears throat> And when have you had, or could you tell us about that aha moment or that shakabuku that maybe you've had that has been able to help put you in the position where you are today and help propel you with your career, with your family, to make you the essence of who you are today? Have you had a, an opportunity or an experience like that? I did, and it goes back to that very difficult time in my life when I was working through a divorce that I was completely unequipped to deal with. Um, my parents are in their 70s, still married. Um, I had no idea what that was going to do to my personal foundation and to my children. I, I was not prepared for that. So, and then to have so many uh, career challenges, uh, you know, kind of piled onto that. I, I read somewhere and I, I wish I knew where I, where I read that because it has been so impactful to me. Um, but I read somewhere that you will never look back and regret the time you spent with your children. And so yeah. that, that's when I created the rule. And it literally has been a rule. It was a rule for, you know, from the time my girls were eight to nine, all the way through their high school careers, that if there was ever something going on with them, I say yes to them every time, regardless of what's going on at my office, regardless of what's going on in my career. Um, and I have, I have, I'm a person with a lot of mental energy. So I was constantly grinding with choices and decisions and life and um, relationships and just a lot of mess really going on in my head. And so at that time it became very, um, became a source of peace for me to just be able to make these very clear rules that I would always say yes to my kids because you know otherwise I was always toiling with what am I giving up yeah. to say yes to this it didn't necessarily have to be my children it was just yes to anything it was like what am I not focusing on what am I not doing well enough on um for me to just kind of let that go and say yes to them every time, it was very freeing for me. So, and it worked out. Yes. <laughs> it worked out. They're awesome kids today. They're doing great. Um, man, I just, I couldn't ask for more. And we have so much fun together. So, you know. That is just, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, you have been a complete delight today. If people want to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you, connect with you, and um, maybe ask you whatever questions they may have? But how can people reach on out to you? Yeah, absolutely. 
hit me up on Facebook. That's the best way to, to get a hold of me. You know, friend me, message me, and then we can uh, we can message all night long. Perfect. <laughs> I can do with a lot of my friends. So that's, you know, that's a great way to, to connect. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today. This has been the Power Women in Insurance podcast for today. Uh, we have a lot of uh, additional guests that are coming our way. So make sure that you do subscribe to the podcast. And uh, Jennifer, high five, virtual high five to you over, over the uh, internet. And I appreciate the time that you've taken with us today. And everybody have a blessed day.